to f In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. got um, a couple of little changes this week. Aaron is out of town, so he he's is... on sabbatical in Santa Fe. Yep. Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Sabbatical. That's super important. It is. But we are joined by our friend and representative, Jason Dunnington. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming on to the new format. You've been on Lofty, like, this is like third or... Third or fourth. I mean, fourth. first time mm -hmm. was in Bricktown. Yeah. In the Bricktown. old studio. Yeah. It was old school back then. Yeah. So yeah, it's reminiscing now. I know. You guys have been doing this for a while. <laughs> we have been. This is now year three. Yeah, we're in year three. Ish. Yes. We talk about this. Yeah, this is year time. three. Then also, of course, as always, we've got Chris and Colby of A Clockwork Pour behind the bar. What's up, How's everybody doing today? Great. What's your name? <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't introduce we got so caught up in introducing everybody else. I'm Steven. I'm John. <laughs> and we're missing Aaron. And we're missing Aaron. Uh so yeah, I am a little distracted by the fact that I can hear myself. Yeah, this is new. Coming. Is this monitor in here? Yeah, <laughs> you know we're always, you know, tweaking, improving, and, improving. and tweaking. So, so yeah. sometimes a lot. There of it goes. That was our subtle way of telling Nathan, our producer, <laughs> to figure this out before. <laughs> so a lot that, of times when you see something new, we're seeing it new as well. It's that weird thing where like you're hearing yourself just ever so slightly after you're saying it, so it makes you want to slow down and be very, very awkward. So, yeah, now that's gone, so great. So, trivia question. Yeah. We're dying to know the answer. Here's Steven has a clicker now. I got a, I got a clicker. <laughs> so your trivia question from last week, John. According to Arthurian legend, what is the job of the Fisher King and which night of the round table originally found the grail? I'm gonna go ahead and go to you first. Originally found the grail? Uh-huh, but do you know what the job of the Fisher King is in the Arthurian legend of the Holy Grail? I know, no. I don't know the answer to that either. Okay, okay good, because I thought maybe I was gonna be put on the spot. I do know the answer to who originally found the grail. Okay, we'll get to that. So the Fisher okay. King's job is uh, he guards the grail. So a really okay. good illustration of that is the third Indiana Jones movie. The knight in the, he's the Fisher King. I right, that's the Fisher King. How come okay. they didn't say that? You know, I don't know. In the movie. Yeah. I don't know why they, I don't know why they didn't include that. Um, but in that movie, Harrison Ford would have basically been the role of, of Percival, being the knight that first finds the girl. So to your answer. There you go. That'd be Sir Percival. Sir Percival. Yeah. Now, as a matter of fact, later on in Legend, it changes. There's other knights that it actually gets swapped out for. But the first one to ever give credit to was uh, Sir Percival. So I'm confused because Ready Player One, they refer to him as Parzival. Right. So what's the story there? I don't know the story about about the, the naming difference. Uh, Parzival could just be his own take on the name. 
Um, but as far as the Arthurian legend goes, there is no Parzival. But when Percival. You, right. Percival is is the dude from, from the Holy Grail legend. The dude from the Holy Grail. The dude, dude from the Holy Grail legend, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are doing trivia on the show now. Is it just random trivia or I, there's like, a bit of a method to my madness and you'll okay. see it at the end of the show. Okay. So we'll have a we'll well, end the show the with a question. Here, so. I I kinda am. Yeah. So uh, thank, a, you, thank you for that moniker. I yeah. appreciate that. Similar to the Ready Player One, there's all kinds of Easter eggs in John's trivia, and if you watch for like weeks and weeks <laughs> right. and weeks, you'll begin to understand there's a secret message yeah. that will actually lead you to the Holy Grail. But at some point, we need to talk more trivia because you know we're doing that um, that big event, the student-led debate that's coming up, and I one of the not. things we want to do before it starts, we have like this hour period where we got all these high school students that are going to be with us on campus of Red O Triple C, and I want to do some. Oklahoma like trivia with them. Oh, we so, have a great solution for that. I just I was going to say what we were just we looking were just at working yesterday. on something the other day and this would be perfect the, place maybe for Maybe help, you know. Well, help and us I actually already bit. have uh, an Oklahoma trivia game uh, written entirely by the staff from the History Center. Okay. So, we already got and you covered. Doing, <laughs> like we want to do, you know, prizes and things like that. Sure. Just, you know, try and get the the seniors in high school that will have they're excited about being there, you know, before they hear from the. So you were you were talking to the correct people then. Yes. We're, this is a this sucks. This is a really great segue into talking to you completely. But before we do that, <laughs> oh yeah. Before we do that, we want to get over to the bar and and talk about the cocktail. So. Cocktail time with clockwork pour. So we did a classic. Here for us today, gentlemen. We got Wonderful, pass thank you. Oh, nice. Pa pass it down, John. Pass it on. I'm passing. I'm passing. I just don't want to drop it. Fantastic. Super easy cocktail to make uh, at your home. It's three ingredients. You've got gin, sweet vermouth, and Campari. And hey, check it out. That's all equal parts. Mm. Look, at Look at that. that. Very you know, it's almost uh, <laughs> almost close to the. Uh... Yeah, it's very very picture Cheers. perfect. Cheers, fellas. We know what we're doing. You guys are, this is big time now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't just reformat. We, like, totally leveled up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think three years ago when we first did the show, it was like, we had a pot of coffee. And, right. You know, we were. And we were lucky to have that. We were in a university, so it was like, no boo-boos. <laughs> yeah, all right. And, and, and a shout out to our live studio audience. Rachel has joined us. Yes. This Rachel evening. is back. <laughs> she moved away. And Matt's all the way in the back. He's he's doing that, like, sit in the back of the class kid. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm right over the front. You got Roger back. So yeah, there. we have beer and cocktails. A little Vanessa House. A little Vanessa House. I like um, if you haven't, check out the mostlyharmless.media webpage. Mm -hmm. Vanessa House podcast coming soon. Bottle share. You're seeing those pictures of the guys getting their sign up on that building almost brought a little bit of like a tear to my eye. <laughs> like, like I, I actually like the Vanessa House. Just to derail for a second, I like the Vanessa House brand. It makes so much more sense on the side of a building mm -hmm. now. But tell us about the cocktail. Yep. We're jumping all over the place. What? So it's a, it's a classic cocktail from 1919 was when this cocktail was invented. But prior to that, uh, a popular drink in Italy was called a Milan Torino. Uh, Campari being from Milan and the vermouth that they used at the time being from Torino. Uh, during the First World War, uh, the Americans came over and they liked to get the Milan Torino with a splash of club soda, and that became known as an Americano. Then in 1919, uh, in Florence, a Count Negroni uh, said, skip the club soda, put gin in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Negroni uh, uh, uh. was born. <laughs> That's like 
reminds me of coffee and putting the idea of like putting water into espresso to make an americano. Right. But my preferred way is to put Gym coffee into the espresso <laughs> to just yeah, just, right. Yeah, I think I think you might very well know that's a red eye or uh, coffee with espresso. In it. Yeah. We have a. Had I known you were going to be here, I would have had a whole yeah. coffee thing set up and you could have been barista <laughs> while they were bartending. We could you have had your a, caffeine and your alcohol. We could have the had the whole time. thing going. Yeah. We need to coordinate this. And you guys knew she was coming. How can we have a coffee cocktail? Well, you guys. I didn't, I didn't know she was honestly, rude. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty messed up, you guys. <laughs> I'm just upset that I had this sinus infection and so. You know, when one of your senses is off, they're kind of all off. So oh, yeah. you can't really smell. It's a hard time tasting. And so this tastes good. I just can't smell it at all. So. And this is good timing. Oh, hey, yeah, look at this. We'll go ahead and. It was so bad that the last governor's election, 2014, less than one in three um, Oklahoma registered voters even participated in the process. And it turns out even one of those people was actually a person who ended up running for governor at one point in time. There's that yeah. as well. Yeah. There's that as well. But also, so, so you're you're the representative for District 88. Yeah. Like it's the fight in 88. It is the fight it's in 88. It's the fight in 88. Right? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Ever getting you a cocktail as well here? <clears throat> um, Which is right here where Tower Theater is. Right. Is yeah. uh, right in the kind of center of House District 88. So... Um, things and art, mm -hmm. culture, historic neighborhoods, right. great schools. So, awesome. yeah. Speaking of music, because we're hearing it right now, there's a there's a Led Zeppelin cover band <laughs> downstairs in the in the theater putting on what I'm assuming is a great show right now. I'm sure. It probably the is. pump was slammed earlier. Was it really? So, oh yeah, there's a bunch of folks over there that were oh, all headed back over oh, to nice. the concert, uh, which is one of the great things about having Tower up and really. I will get in an argument with anybody any day that wants to bitch about those lime scooters. I think they're freaking amazing. Yeah. Which one's better, birds or limes? <sighs> Are the birds gone? There's just not as many of them. Okay. And yeah. I think they, I think bird chose to concentrate their nests downtown. Mm -hmm. okay. And limes kind do of. They really call them just yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really do. Their trees. Yes. They're groves. <laughs> groves of limes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making that well, up. Well, you know, so when, when birds started, they kind of did, like, the gorilla tactic. They just came in one night and dropped everything off. And Lime, in the meantime, was actually working with the city to do it properly. And so you have to get these, like, revocable permits. So when it came time for Bird to get theirs, they only got, like, five. And so they put them all downtown. But then Lime got all the other ones. So, yeah, so every once in a while, I'll be like, Holy crap, there's a bird. Like, there's a bunch of yeah, limes I'll, around. I, I would see just birds at first. Yeah. Now I just see limes. Now it's just limes. Yeah. So, is this a little like the tortoise and the hare? I mean, I think it is. There's a very good lesson to be learned there. Yeah, yeah. like lime is the tortoise, just, you know, they kind of came in slow it's and slow. did it the right way yeah. and ultimately wins the race. Yeah, I so. mean, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It really is. And, and not only that, a tortoise is green, but so is a lime. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they probably, go. I mean, I said they could have called it tortoises, but that implies slow. I, you know what? I yeah. do feel like the limes are a little bit slower than the birds. Yeah. There might need to be like a exhaustive study done on mm -hmm. this. I've heard it going back and forth. We need to compare and contrast. A race. Yeah. A drag race yeah. sounds going right back into the right back into the rabbit yeah. versus hair. Um just a I, race I like of bird. The, I like the multi leg aspect of it. And um, both of them were on the um, the little birds. And so right as I got ready to blow my horn to say what's up to him, I don't know if he hit a rock or what, but like he just, 
man, he just went flying. <laughs> like, just flying. No, I, I was like, man, I'm going to hit this fool. I had to put, uh, hit my brakes real quick. And um, I didn't want to blow my horn at that point. I thought, I thought maybe I'd be laughing at him. You know what I'm saying? Maybe <laughs> you like, like, man, that, count on it or something. And he ran out of money. Man, I mean, that thing threw him like. Well, you know, I was riding one one night. Is he was, okay? Did he get it? Yeah, he was cool. He I was riding behind like the, the, the angled parked cars right here on Walker coming up to the tower. I'm sitting here. I'm yeah, here asking eight. you what cool things I just happened now on remembered. social media. I just, just now remember. I can't, I can't think of day. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Indigenous People's Day. It's been four years now in a row where the city council has had the option to make the change where they've been petitioned to do so. Four years in a row, the city council has voted it down. Um, and you know, David Holt gets elected mayor and doesn't even take it to city yeah. council, just uh, right uses executive order and jumps right on it. Makes... Uh, Oklahoma City have Indigenous Peoples Day, so which is great. I mean, you know, kudos to him. Yeah, great job. Yes, cheers. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cheers, Dave. What would have been the reasons for voting no on that? Like, I, I, it just kind of piques my curiosity. Why? Why? I could tell you, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's another show. Or... That's a different show. <laughs> that's a different yeah, just Google <laughs> racism. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's the yeah. answer to the question, then. I mean, I think there's probably some of that that has to do with it. Yeah. Um, Socialized like, behavior. You yeah, know. I like to call it white people, white peopling. <laughs> there you go. I follow that page. For real? I'm pretty <laughs> there's sure a there's page? a. I think there's a Facebook page. Yeah, man. White people, white, white peopling. Yeah. 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 That's that's the truth of it. Well, and I couldn't be wrong, but I believe um, Holt is Native American yeah, as well. Yeah, he is. I and think so, he says Osage. Yeah, so there there is something to that, you know, to have a Native American. That's now mayor that mm -hmm. sees the the real benefit. Okay. Point uh, eight percent voted in the last election, which is Man. the lowest in the country. That's um, and so. If you think about the fact that Colby. if you start voting when you're young, you'll continue to vote the rest of your life because it becomes socialized behavior. If we only have eleven point eight percent of young people that are participating now, in twenty years we're screwed. What's that going to say for us? Yeah, mm -hmm. in, in twenty thirty years, it I mean, is. we're just going to have. Can we get the no same the same people who ran the big tobacco companies in like the eighties and nineties to like get on voter registration? Because yeah. weren't they hooking kids left and right there under are, that same mentality? There like, are so many things that we can do to make it easier. It's just you take power away from the people that have it when you do so. Because right. the more people that vote, the more accountable you have. Right. I mean, you know, imagine being able you to cast your government. vote on your phone, or you know, if. Every 18-year-old automatically was registered to vote. Or that too. So that you had, like we're auto entered into the draft. Right. Yeah. So there are other things that when you turn 18, you automatically have you know the right to do, the ability to do. Um, why not voting? Like that seems so simple. Yeah. That you turn 18, you're registered to vote. You get you I, know your yeah, mail is sent I, out to you, and now you're ready to go. I think a lot of the issues I see with trying to get young people to, I mean, nobody probably, people who are that young, you, you could ask them who the mayor is and they wouldn't even True. know. Like, I yeah. wouldn't have known, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. whenever I was 18, I wouldn't have known. You guys, I wouldn't know. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's whenever it's time to vote for, say, the president, then, you know, there's a bigger push. But, um, but locally, there, there never really is that push. And there never really is that education time. There never really is, is that push to show how important it is and how, you know, if you want, if you want, you know, 
certain things to change, or even if you if you want to uh, have a certain president elected um, in a certain time, that it starts at the bottom with who you vote for locally. You know what I'm saying? And we don't. Yeah, that's a really good point. It kind of with the education, like yeah. um, flipping the script. Like a lot of young kids would know it's important to vote for the president, but yeah. what you actually need to do is educate them. As yeah. Voting in your local elections is actually way more powerful yeah. for your vote than and that, voting for that president. Is, and those things do affect you directly. You know oh, yeah. I mean? um, and just statistically, so the last presidential election, we had about 53% of the electorate participate in the presidential election. Lots of people think about politics, and they only think of the highest level of federal politics. Every level that you go down, to your point, Jimmy, it gets lower and lower. So you go back to our last governor's election, it, so the last presidential was 53. The last governor's election was 32. God. If you go down to mayor, you go down to city council, yeah. I mean, it just gets lower and lower and lower. I mean, we've had um, some uh, municipal races in the state of Oklahoma that, that have been decided by, you know, 30 and 40 votes right. yeah. total. Um, I mean, it's ridiculously low in when it comes to participation, <laughs> but... The government that's closest to you usually makes the biggest decisions for you. Well, voting yeah. for your so, your local council person. Yeah, your city council makes huge decisions. Well, like we were saying you. a second ago, for four School years board. we've been trying to mm -hmm. get Indigenous Peoples Day, and because we elected a whole... Yep. Now Couldn't get it done for four years. Yeah. And elect a new mayor, and it's done by executive order. Yeah. You said something else that made me think of when you said we were 47th in voter participation, which is coincidental that we're like 47th, 48th in education in the country. I mean, those have to correlate to each other. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's definitely correlation in lack of education. There's correlation with, you know, poor health outcomes, right. which our state is near the bottom and, um, you know, having some of the worst health outcomes. GoFundMe's to try to keep their hospitals yeah, we're, open. We're second um, in the nation in percentage of uninsured Oklahomans. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of correlation here when it comes to our own issues. But if you also look at, there's tons of upside in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, we have incredible opportunity to move off the bottom in so many of these categories. And it's really ourselves that are holding us back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have always said that the more of our citizens that go out, participate in the process and vote, the more accountable the government is to them because they know that if they don't do what they ask, they'll replace them. Yeah. But when your government doesn't, when your government officials, people like myself, don't ever feel like that the electorate's going to replace you, then who cares? Right. You just don't pay attention to that much stuff. Right. You take the two or three things that are pet projects to you, focus on those, and everything else is like, eh, you know, it doesn't matter. And we've said that about education here for years. I mean, it's one of the worst kept secrets in the capital is members that would say, well, it doesn't matter what educators think because they don't vote. Well, it's been true every it year. Is, yeah. I mean, my first year I got elected four years ago, there was a rally um, at the Capitol. At the time, it was the biggest rally that they'd ever had. There were 30,000 educators yeah. came up to the Capitol on one day and said, we want our voices heard and education is underfunded and we want something to change. And that afternoon we passed... Um, or the legislature passed, I voted against it, but the legislature passed another tax cut mm -hmm. that took more money out. And then the two things that educators came up and asked for, we undid them both the very next day. And nobody lost their election that fall. It's, and it was true. It's, it, was, yeah. it was like all these people came up and had this 
beef with their government, and then none of them voted in November, so nothing changed. It, it was the beginning of the change, though, because, I mean, obviously we've not yeah, had a lot of educators actually years. run. It, yeah. take a lot. it does take time. And cuts to education yeah. every single one of those years for us to have the walkout this year right. and for there to actually start being, you know, some kind of repercussion for, you know, elected... Right, it would change, because things like Indigenous People Day or things like focus on pedestrian traffic and protected mm -hmm. bike and all that sort of stuff would... The, how we deal with the homeless population, like all of those topics would immediately get a kind of attention that they've basically been ignored because like you said. Yeah, things like affordable housing, yeah, things like livable wages, um, those are things that cities can have a big impact on for their citizenry. Um, and that will be important for us as we continue to grow as a city. And that goes all the way up obviously to the gubernatorial election. Like our, our current candidate, at least in my opinion, there's there's a very big difference between these two between guys. Edmondson and Stitt? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean, there's someone that understands government, and there's someone that wants the government to just be a, another business that they run. Yeah. The fact is, you can't run your government like a business. Throw more get money it. at it, though. Yeah, everybody gets everything, and it'll all work. And both of those are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you should always look for waste, fraud, and abuse. And you should look for the best ways to fund things that matter to us the most, yeah. like education and access to health care and infrastructure, Which the things is, that make it easier for all of us to actually live mm -hmm. and yeah. work and have community. Which is ironically also how you run your business. Yes. <laughs> you look for more ways to increase revenue, whether that's changing your prices or taxing people more or whatever. You look at ways to be efficient, reducing your expenses, whatever you can do. Like it, That's the thing that's crazy to me is what is said in one context is immediately ignored in the next. It's yeah. like, but that's the hyper-partisan nature of politics these days. Yeah. It's, you have to choose a brand, and you have to be loyal to your brand. Well, no, and if like you're not loyal to your brand, you kind of get well, spit that's out. The, the hyper-partisan so. nature of it, I think, is also what discourages some people from participating. That's Absolutely. a turnoff, right? Yeah, especially for young people. They don't want to identify it. When we talk to high school seniors now, part of this, um, from now on that we're doing talk to high school seniors ask them you know uh you got to get registered to vote well i don't i'm not a democrat i'm not a republican that's fine that's fine like be an independent you know and if you look at young people now young people by far are registering independent because they don't adhere to all of one part of a party or another and they don't want to be labeled that way they they want to be independent um, right they have issues that they care about on both sides of of any issue so I think one of our lessons here, extremes are bad, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the problem with the label, you know? Yeah. But, like, I don't want to be labeled either way. Like, well, I don't, I don't want to register as a Democrat. Because when you get that label, then it's you're not necessarily labeled as a Democrat. You're labeled with the extreme that's associated with that, right? Yeah. On, on, on either side. So, yeah, so what word could we use? This is your, your, I, yeah, tri I, yeah. your trivia here, though, right? So <laughs> Oklahoma, if you were to think about us not... In terms of a label of Republican or Democrat, but you were to um, try to sum up what you thought the um, voters were in Oklahoma, what word would you use? Based on the numbers you're telling me, I would think the word. It's something you've heard before. We, it's something that would be common in our vocabulary to call Oklahomans. It's part of our constitution. It's part of our history. Citizen? No, not that. It starts with a P. Anybody? Polyamorous? Bar, bar bartenders? 
progressive. That would be nice, that would be but no. Damn it, that's <laughs> not even right. Populists. Populists. Okay, what does populist yeah. mean? So we, populist is um, this idea that the people are always um, have a better idea of what their government should be than the government itself, and so we're very. Um, we're we, the opposite of nationalism. Kind of, yeah, we have. We have kind of been born out of this system of always being, um, having a healthy distrust of what the government would do to us, which is why we have the longest constitution, state constitution in the country. Um, And we have that because we have all of these safeguards to make sure that the government doesn't um, put unnecessary burden onto its people. And we are a very historically populist state. we have kind of gone against that grain here more recently yeah. in trying to be Republican or Democrat, but there's this hardcore populist vein in Oklahomans, which I think can be healthy. Sure. I think any, any, anytime you go middle of the road, I think it's, it's healthy. Just avoiding the extremes and taking the middle ground, I think it'll be fine. So yeah, so I, for one, appreciate the fact that you guys are doing this like you said, are voting, the more accountable the government is. And that's good for all of us. So, so yeah, so if you're not registered to vote, go register to vote. In fact, you can do you it can, online now. You can do it online. You Can Can you actually register online? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, just in fact, like, there's going to be a really cool um, <laughs> concert coming up here in October. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, so, so we've got the Beats and Ballots event, which is, it, we turned it into that. It's really Talib Kweli coming back to the tower. We brought him out last year, and it was fantastic show so we we knew we wanted to bring him again and then we were like we were just thinking what else can we do to continue to drive this message that you have to get engaged and Talib is known to be very outspoken especially on Twitter um, yeah, so Instagram too, yeah. Yeah, we just we hit his management up and they were into the idea so we're doing beats and ballots we've got a ton of people that are running for office I don't even have all of the names in my head anymore Jay, you might be able to help me out here because we got. I know too. Julia Kurt. Julia Kurt. Julia Carrie Hicks. Carrie Hicks. Nikki uh, Nice. Kendra Horn. Um, De- Devin. Devin um, Denton. Um, dang, you gave me this drink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Be there, you know. Yeah. But. So for that matter, we've asked Drew to show up. Yeah. I'm still waiting to hear back from his people, but. Um, I'd, we'd love if we're he trying to make it happen. I think I think we'll get him there. Yeah. And I think the fact they haven't said no yet feels to me like they're. Yeah, no, I think a lot of it is for those campaigns now. I mean, that's a long way off for them. It, it doesn't is. seem like that long off, but they're literally scheduling by the week right now. Yeah, because it's just coming so close to yeah. November sixth for totally for voting. Um, so. And then to follow that up, election night we're actually let's fix this is hosting an election <laughs> night watch party at Tower. This is a bipartisan open area. We're going to have a couple of, there's a number of candidates coming that's going to make it their official watch party. But we just thought we'd do a big deal there. Um, Let's Fix This is going to host kind of a talk show type thing, do election results, all that kind of fun stuff. Last call. I'm performing. Oh, yeah. And JB is performing at both of these things. Blizzard Merlin is credited with building what current UNESCO World Heritage Site that is comically recreated in the 1984 mockumentary. This is Spinal Tap. I know the answer. So keep it to yourselves. If you know the answer, we'll get back to that at the beginning of next week's episode. Great. Well, 
Thank you, JB. Thank you. We're getting the next round of cocktails. We're gonna keep talking, and you guys can Thanks, go back to whatever yeah. you're doing Thanks on Tuesday night. Thanks for having me back on. This is I love the new format. Love the studio. I mean, obviously. Shout out to Nathan back there. Yeah, yeah producing it up. This is good stuff. So, uh, shout out to Joshua Path. Yes. And Kurt PR for our theme song, Cement Truck. Uh, Josh just formed a new band called the 1-800s and has a new album out. I wrote the lyrics for one of the songs. <laughs> he wrote the lyrics for one of the songs. I don't so know why I keep doing this. I'm I probably you're, you're shouting super, at the people that are in the microphone on your in here. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, good luck to Aaron on his sabbatical yep. out, in, out in Santa Fe. I feel like Aaron just totally bailed on me being on the show this yeah. week. So. He saw it was he you. Saw you. I'm going to have to like come out. back when yeah. he's back on. Yeah. He so. was like, you know, just tell him the show must go on and uh, you know, we'll figure it out later. Plus, you got me. I know. Yeah, yeah, we we got got That's yeah. even better yeah. now, right? That's right. So yeah. got JB. Aaron better be careful. Just tell him yeah. he got replaced. Yeah, don't keep taking sabbaticals, man. <laughs> I'm not that good. All right. Well, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week.